this week on Inside Motorsport, we catch up with the leader in Australian GT, Leon Talbot. I hope you'll stay with us. Talbot joins us on the line as he continues to lead the Australian GT Series after another very fascinating weekend of racing up there in Townsville. Liam, thanks for joining us and uh, congratulations for already making a very solid start to this year's Australian GT Championship. Thank you very much. Yes, it's been a, a wild weekend up in Townsville. I think uh, the heat got to some of the competitors but yeah we prevailed and maintained the championship lead which was the main main point of the exercise being up there so yeah great weekend with the endurance series and the sprint series it has certainly continued this wave of gt racing in australia it's fantastic i guess the the great point about the gt racing is you just don't know who's going to win there's so much uh variations with the car where the strength is where the weakness is and you take the sprint round and endurance round i mean anything can happen and you throw a safety car in there uh it just creates so much excitement and as a driver being on the track there's definitely a high level of competition out there so it's satisfying when you get results like a, a race win on debut in Townsville. Although it is uh, the first year with you and the Walkinshaw Performance Porsche organisation it's certainly not your first rodeo and last year you were competing all across Europe in the Blank Pain series. Yeah I need to pinch myself but my motorsports come a long way in a short amount of time and racing last year in Europe with a Ferrari uh, with an Italian team it was something very special and nothing's guaranteed in motorsport you might have the fastest car on the day but if a mechanical failure or another competitor crashes into you on track anything can happen we experienced the lows with our car going out with the dns in the first round and just thought you know what maybe the championship's over we didn't have a good second round but we won 30 hours consecutive of racing and won the endurance championship so it just shows you you need to give your maximum each and every time on track and you never know what's going to happen how did you make the decision to go to the blank pain series yeah for me it was easy at the time racing in australia the the gt3 scene there wasn't enough competition and i just thought hey where can we go and what can we learn in the quickest way possible and blancpain was a serious initiation of fire that was really had to go back to the drawing board and go i need to learn so much more about my racing and and ways to improve my driving and you know what took it on board and worked with really good engineers and teammates and yeah i'm a product of the environment around me so a good team can help improve that performance immediately you took out the amateur championship there yeah that was fantastic that was beyond my wildest expectations I and mean, then spa 24 hour you've got uh, there was 66 cars on track and the 24 hour race i drove 10 and a half hours out of that 24 so i was physically exhausted but you know always willing to give my maximum and to have the result uh, come from giving maximum effort is just very humbling racing on these amazing european tracks like in italy and monza and spa in belgium and nurburgring and silverstone and Paul Ricard, 1,000k race. It's just unbelievable for an Australian to be racing on these iconic circuits. Now, you didn't come up through what's considered the traditional path of motor racing, so how did you make your way to where you are now? It's an interesting question because I never wanted to get into motorsport. I never followed motorsport. I never understood it. We uh, went 
definitely not a motorsport family, but I guess you can say we now are. I just had a friend at the time who had a club-level car and insisted I start driving with him, and I kept resisting, saying no, and eventually just gave in and then worked out I could go quicker than him. And, yeah, I guess the most pinnacle part of my early racing career was doing the Radical Series, and that was with Paul Stokel and Rick Kemp. And working with these two people and getting their advice and coaching me about you know, results and weighing up risk and reward and thinking about a championship in my first year of motorsport was really points and that I use today when I'm out on track. So, yeah, to win a national championship in my first year of motorsport, I thought maybe there is something in motorsport for me. But, yeah, I wasn't sure at that early stage. Obviously, you have to have a competitive nature. How were you fulfilling that need for competition before you uh, took on racing? Yeah, I guess I didn't really feel the need for competition. I was just enjoying a life without motorsport. But then I've realised that since racing in the motorsport community and learning about it, I just, yeah, I really enjoy the competition. It, I guess the most humbling thing for me on a racetrack is that you start from zero. Basically, it doesn't mean anything what you did the previous weekend. If you got a pole position, if you're the fastest lap in the race, it doesn't mean anything. Everyone starts from zero. It could be a new track you've never been to. So that means, you know, particularly in my case, that's happening still to this day and age. I need to work harder than the next person beside me. And, yeah, it's just it's a constant evolution. Now, you said you didn't come from a motorsport family, but I'm led to believe you do like cars. Yeah, I love cars. I mean, like any boy growing up, you see nice cars in a magazine or if you're lucky enough um, to see a, a nice car in person. It was unbelievable. Yeah, for me, as a as a young fella, it's something just clicked with engines and having a fascination with them. Now, you're racing Porsches, but what's your regular drive? Pretty lucky with the link with uh, Walkinshaw to have a HSV Malu Ute. So it's not standard anymore. I've tricked up a little bit, but, uh, yeah, I've always wanted a Malu and lucky enough to, to have one. Racing isn't a, a cheap sport by comparison to uh, footballs where it's uh, shorts and, and boots and a mouth guard. How did you work out a way of funding this? Yeah, it's a very difficult sport. I was happy to invest in myself initially because, you know, I've got no runs on the board and it was just purely do a couple of races, get a feel for it, tick the box, think, hey, that was cool to do. I drove a race car, but not going to go anywhere. And then suddenly I was getting results. And, yeah, I've just been pretty lucky to um, be able to invest in myself in the first place. But then also that it gained momentum, it grabbed people's attention. Like when I was racing in the Radical, one of the fellow competitors in another category, Rod Salmon, saw how serious I was taking it and his championship wasn't going so well. So he gave me a chance in his Audi R8, the Squirk online mobile. So, yeah, just getting those people's attention and coming back from Europe, lucky to have a major sponsor in Mega Limited this year and also wash it. Uh, Australia mobile truck washing so it's very humbling for me not having that traditional background and actually getting genuine corporate support. So what's the end game? The end game is Le Mans 24 hour. I mean this is the oldest and most prestigious endurance race in the world and for me as an Australian doing the 24 hours of Le Mans would be unbelievable. So at the moment I'm targeting 2019. I think this is achievable. Again you know, we really need to work on corporate support. We need to line with the manufacturer yeah, there's so much going into it that that's the goal the ultimate goal for myself is competing at the Le Mans 24 hour now obviously you want to wrap up uh, the Australian championship both GT endurance and GT championship most definitely our focus first and foremost is the Australian GT championship the sprint version of our championship 
So we've got a slender lead. So that means uh, nothing's guaranteed in this sport, as we've seen with um, you know, DNFs and mechanical failures from uh, other people in years gone by. So we, we're going to give everything to win the GT Championship at Sandown in September on the V8 uh, bill. But, you know, in August we moved to Sydney for the endurance component and then we've got two in New Zealand. So, yeah, it's not out of reach. I mean, to win the Sprint and Endurance Championship in one year would be unbelievable, but uh, it won't be through a lack of trying. Walkinshaw GT3 prepares such an amazing vehicle, and the, the Porsche is the most phenomenal car to drive. Every car you struggle for traction, but the Porsche, it's it's got so much traction, you just disappear away from your opponents. It's the most phenomenal feeling it's the most phenomenal car it's just simply mega i mm. can't describe it in any other way yeah and of course uh, for networking winning a championship in a porsche means you go off to germany for the uh, champions banquet and you certainly meet the right people there oh i didn't even know about this but uh that would be a really cool invitation to to go to Germany uh, for a Porsche Awards dinner. Well, Liam, we certainly look forward to seeing how your championship year continues and uh, congratulations on the work up there in Townsville uh, a few weeks ago now. Thank you so much for the support. I really appreciate it. That's all we have time for this week on Inside Motorsport. Until next time round, keep smiling and bye for now. Inside Motorsport is produced by Thunder Media for the Community Radio Network.